We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to episode 14 of The Girls in Boxcar A, where tonight we're going to be previewing two of the season 10 bonus episodes, Home Sweet Home and Find Me, as well as taking a look at the friendship between two pivotal characters, Daryl and Carol. And I know Taya has a lot to say about this topic. I do. I have a lot to say. You know, I feel about the whole Daryl and Carol and the shipping thing, but we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. I am 50% looking forward to these bonus episodes, but I already know that some of them have been gimpled and I'm mad. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm really mad. So let's just get to it. All right. Um, so first of all, uh, so the reason that we want to examine the relationship, and I use this term very carefully, um, between Daryl and Carol is that the episode Find Me um, is going to be a major episode for Daryl fans out there, myself included. We're not going to give anything away until the spoiler section, so don't worry, those of you who don't like spoilers. Um, but it is going to be a major episode. And um, we also know that the spinoff is going to focus on the two of them. So, of course, their journey together um, is going to be the subject of a lot of speculation about where their relationship is going to go. So we wanted to take a look at the two of them and, the, and their growing relationship over the years, uh, as well as the development of Carol as a character um, and some of what we both see as major mistakes, to be kind, <laughs> that the writers have made in her arc. Uh, personally, I actually track their relationship based on the character arc of Carol because her arc seems so erratic that it seems to push the rest of the relationship. So um, basically we're gonna be looking at the feelings that exist between these two characters. And I know Taya has a lot of feelings about this as well. Yeah, I have a lot of feelings. I had high hopes for Carol once the farm was lost and it was obvious she wasn't going to die at the prison. She was supposed to, but it was Lori instead. Reminder to everybody that's what was supposed to go down. Uh, but since that time, it's been one what the fuck moment with this woman after another. <laughs> and most of the time, not in a good way. Oh, no, no. But let, let's um, make sure we start off by saying here that none of our critiques is um, going to be about the um, actress, Melissa McBride, at all. Um, this is, you know, specifically about the writer's choices and how they pushed Carol's character forward. Um, Melissa McBride's doing a you know wonderful job. She's a great actress uh, with the material she has, but um, there's <laughs> it's a lot of mistakes there, and Melissa can only do so much with it. So yeah, and I, I I love her so much, and that's a shame. Yeah, because I think that there are so many different different directions that they could go with her, especially since. <laughs> So many of the characters from the comic have kind of left or been killed. Met off premature ends. Yes, yes, they've had yeah. premature exits, and there, 
there's so many different directions she could have taken. Um, Andrea's comic book arc, Michonne's, because now Michonne has exited, and even Maggie's, because Maggie left for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're wasting Melissa McBride is the way that I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And this character that, you know, the Carol character in the comic book, of course, she never made it out of the prison. So um, you, you have all this, essentially, she's almost like she's a new character. Mm-hmm. But um, let's, uh, let's get into the, um, the relationship uh, between the two of them. So um, going all the way back to the first and second seasons, um, when we first meet them, there's some obvious similarities that drew these two characters together from the beginning, both of them being victims of abuse, um, of course, Carol's abuse, you knew immediately. Daryl's, you didn't know until a little later on, but they, you could tell they were both very damaged souls. Uh, Daryl's commitment to finding Sophia uh, was touching and was really the first opening of his tender side. Hey, let, me, uh, let me interject a second here. Do you really think so? Because I felt that it was when he threw the squirrels through the squirrels at Rick because of Merle you could tell that even though you know initially he was upset about Greg Nicotero eating his deer and (laughs) and, uh, he lost his shit over that a little bit but then once he got to the camp and he's like what's going on just the way that he was he was pacing you know like a caged animal and then threw his squirrels at Rick and just had that emotional outburst about Merle. And then again, a little later when they found Merle's hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> they found Merle's hand on the roof and he trailed his blood down to that little kitchen and everything. I, I thought right away that Daryl had a tender side. He definitely had soft spots for his brother and animals. Well, even though he was killing <laughs> the squirrels and the deer. I mean, just it, it seemed like there was more to him. Um, I, I think there's a difference between having a connection with your brother and having a, you know, a, dedicating yourself to finding this little girl that really he had no real connection to other than she happened to be someone who was in his camp. So I, I saw that as, I saw what happened with him and Merle as, you know, just a brotherly bond. But yes, what? But he was crying when he found that hand. <laughs> well, I would be too. <laughs> I'd be crying, but, but for, I'd be me, crying for different reasons if I found a hand. <laughs> for me, um, him connecting and dedicating himself to finding this little girl when no one else would really showed me a, a real tender side of him, as opposed to him being angry that his, his brother's missing. You know, um, yes, obviously there's a, there's a deeper side to Daryl that you could see little, little parts of leading up to that. But for me, it was really his, his dedication to finding Sophia. And, um, yeah, you know, once again, no no one else, yeah, you know, everyone had given up. Everyone believed she was dead, which unfortunately and ironically, they were correct. 
And ironically, he does make good on his promise to Carol to find Sophia. He does find her. But unfortunately, he finds her not in the form that, you know, he, he was hoping. Um, you know, him delivering the uh, the Cherokee Rose flower to Carol. Do you really as... attribute him to being successful in finding her? Because if not for Shane, being Shane, <laughs> little head-rubbing bastard, <laughs> going to the barn and cracking it open. Well, so, yeah, Shane actually finds her. I'm doing air quotes here. But Daryl was the one that promised that Sophia would be found. And they did find her. Whoever opened up the door to the barn, I, I don't think is the point. He, you know, they, they did find her. That's a good thing. Um, remember how good this show used to be. Oh, my God. That moment, I've said this before in previous podcasts. That moment when they opened up the door was just, that's when I was hooked. Like, really, really hooked. Where I said, this is a show that builds to something. And I do see an irony in the fact that Daryl was the one that said, we'll find her. I promise we're going to find her. And then she is found. So, you know, he was able to follow through with that, but it, it wasn't how they had hoped. And Shane was right. She was dead. But Daryl was right. She was found. Shane's the worst. <laughs> um, but that, that was the connection between him and Carol in the beginning was that they both had this goal, which was to find Sophia. And they both had this background of being victims of abuse. And, you know, in the first two seasons, Carol was very mousy, very kind of housewifey, and not really someone I would see Daryl connected to necessarily, like almost his mirror opposite. But they connected through the commitment to find Sophia. So I, I guess she kind of saw him almost like her knight in shining armor, the one person who was willing to go out there and look for Sophia when no one else did. It's kind of funny because I think, I think back to when Carol was taking that pickaxe to Ed's face. Oh, yeah. Daryl's expression. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he wanted to just take a couple of steps back from her and be like, what the hell, lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of And I remember I remember how well she played that part too. You know, the the anger and the and also grief. I mean that was Yeah, and the grief. She yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. And Sophia's father, so yeah, you know, it was like reluctant, reluctant pickaxing at first, looking that, <laughs> and then she really got into it, <laughs> thinking what a terrible person he turned out to be. Right. Yeah. You know, and now we know too from Henry, the reason she kept her hair short is because Ed would grab her mm -hmm. by her hair when it was long right. to, to harm her. So. So it wasn't until she felt safe that she was able to let it grow out. 
I want to pickaxe his face too. Yeah. <laughs> and it was that shared grief once she lost Sophia and once Daryl wasn't able to bring Sophia back alive that I felt if a relationship was going to develop, a romantic rela- relationship, it would have been them. But as we saw when we moved into season three, they started the season, very first episode, with this, you know, kind of odd sexual joke between Carol and Daryl. But then the whole thing is dropped. And essentially, they go their, their separate ways during most of season three. Um, you know, with the exception of him finding, uh, Daryl finding her alive in the, uh, in the prison. And um, Daryl becomes preoccupied with, you know, relationship with his brother and growing into the role of Rick's right-hand man. And Carol gains her independence and she develops an identity away from her husband, away from her dead daughter. She cares for baby Judith. Um, She becomes what I like to call the wise woman or the crone. Um, For anyone who knows um, anything about pagan or or Wiccan beliefs, um, there's three stages that a woman goes through. She's a maiden, then she's a mother, and then she's the wise crone. And I saw Carol developing into that wise woman role particularly when she offers Andrea advice on killing the governor after sex. That was good advice. That was a Carol I could get behind. That I, I love that Carol. Yeah. Absolutely love that Carol. And that's what I thought Carol was going to become. No nonsense. Using her experience to give advice to others. Um, I liked that Carol. But I don't really recall much interaction between Carol and Daryl. Other than him finding her in the jail after T-Dog was killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, as a matter of fact, I liked a relationship that was growing between Carol and Axel. Do you remember Axel? Yeah, they were funny together. <laughs> I liked Axel. Then he got shot in the head out of nowhere. Oh. <laughs> yeah, poor you know, so, um, you know, unfortunately, just when he was starting to make a little headway, he, he got shot in the head. <laughs> you know, but that was a relationship that I really wanted to see develop. But I just I, I didn't see much interaction between the two of them. A couple of tender moments. That was about it. And um, I, I liked her in the jail. Then season four. <laughs> was the beginning of badass Carol, but it was also her jump the shark moment when she killed Karen and David. And it it made no sense. Once again, very little interaction between her and and Daryl. Most of the season was spent on Rick trying to figure out how to handle her, her being exiled, the flu, and the introduction of, of Bethel. And, you know, I mean, it, it, the season actually has, season four actually has two of my favorite episodes. One is a Daryl episode still. The other is a Carol episode, The Grove. But 
other than that, it was it, they were really trying to push this this Beth Daryl thing, you know, the the Bethel. So Can I say Bethel to me. I, I dare I'm, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was never going to be a thing. We know that Kirkman yeah. has confirmed yeah. it. It was never ever mm-hmm. going to be a thing. But yep. I'm going to agree that early prison Carol was a Carol that I could get behind. Like like I said telling andrea give him the night of his life and kill him you know with a governor um Mm -hmm. you know once that her conversation with merle about being a different woman and uh, Mm -hmm. ed came walking that was a great moment yeah yeah. she'd be like you know telling him to piss off or whatever um her cut too short friendship with axel i thought it was funny Mm -hmm. teaching someone who was in jail for fake gun armed robbery to use a gun (laughs) (laughs) amused me and I thought that they had a really you know easy comfortable friendship and uh Mm -hmm. that's a shame that he was that he was shot and you know like I said good advice for the governor then bam it all went to shit with the killing of David and Karen and Mm -hmm. I know I know that she had to be separated from the group in order for the whole tournament rescue to happen um, but that could have been done in a million different ways. They didn't mm-hmm. have to have her exiled by Rick. She could have been out on a run with someone and separated from them. It, a million mm-hmm. things could have taken her away from the prison at that very time. And yep. she has been mostly cold and unfeeling since then or just a complete emotional mess. And it doesn't seem like they have any any idea what to do with her which mm-hmm. is a disservice to Melissa McBride's talent and I hate it because yeah. I don't know what goes on these writers meetings that they can't do they not know their characters can't they say oh she would never do this it doesn't make sense for someone to do this it just it does it does everyone a disservice yeah, I, I'll I'll never understand, never understand why they had her kill David and Karen. I, it it was completely the destruction of her character, and I know they wanted to build her up to be this no nonsense, you know, um, what I like to call Terminator Carol. You know, in season four, she went from bad, you know, she went from badass to to Terminator in season five. You know, um, but then they didn't even keep that up. You know, she she continued to spiral. I mean, she single handedly took out all the termites, um, blew things up. You know, there was a nice, nice moment when her and Daryl um, meet up again, you know, after she took out all the people in Terminus. That was a, that was a really nice moment, that reunion. But other than that, I, I still didn't see much romantic connection between Daryl and Carol. And I, I still don't know what they wanted to do with her. There was the whole search for Beth, which, by the way, the episode consumed. That's the episode where um, Daryl and Carol go into Atlanta looking for Beth. That, to me summarize their relationship at its best 
Okay. I actually, I wrote an entire article once for, for my blog on just that episode. Because when something is consumed, fire consumes something. And fire seems to be a symbol of Carol. She's like a phoenix, okay, that rises out of the ashes and reinvents herself. And of course, she uses fire as a weapon. She blows things up. She killed and burned Carol and, I'm sorry, um, Karen and David. Um, Even in later seasons, she ends up burning people, okay? And it's become her symbol. She's consumed by her anger. She's consumed by her fears. She's consumed by her past. And in that episode, she warns Daryl against doing the same thing. And there's a great scene when they, um, they hide out in a shelter that Carol um, assumingly went, with, uh, went to with, uh, with Sophia. And it's a great reminder of where she came from. And for a moment there, I thought maybe they might connect romantically. But once again, um, it seemed to go in a different direction where she was growing in a much different direction. She still had a little bit of the air of wise woman when she's given the advice to to Daryl. And at that point, it looked like he hadn't quite grown up yet. Um, But it's overshadowed by her need to kind of blow things up. Daryl's character, I felt, always seemed a little more controlled. I mean, he had his moments, but his path seemed a little clearer. And his anger was more directed at specific events, events, where Carol's anger is more directed at what might be or what might happen. And it, they just didn't romantically seem to connect in, in any meaningful romantic way. And then we go from that to her pretending to be Betty Crocker in Alexandria, which, as you have noted, becomes very disturbing, especially when she scares the hell out of Sam bribes him with cookies, and then tells him monsters are going to eat him alive. Daryl, meanwhile, goes on an adventure with Aaron. Um, she goes into, she gets into a relationship with someone for a while. I thought uh, at one point she might get together with Morgan. I thought there were some nice moments there, some good connections there. And then she goes all batshit crazy. And starts picking up Morgan's I don't want to kill, but you're making me kill type of philosophy. And it it seemed like, once again, Carol didn't know where the hell she was going. She was going to crazy town. Meanwhile, Daryl was was pretty controlled. He had a purpose. He knew what he was doing. He was Rick's right-hand man. He was bringing people to Alexandria. He was fitting in. Their only interaction around that time was her telling him to take a bath. And him telling yeah. her she looked ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had a couple little you know, group meetings with Rick and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. What what I'm finding is with the exception of the first of really season two, 
and this last season 10, their interactions have actually been kind of scarce. It's like they had something good season two. They didn't want to go forward with it. So they separated them physically by having them do, you know, different things. And then that, you know, let's bring them back together every now and then just to kind of, you know, tease the audience and remind them they have yeah. friendship going. And then, of course, in season 10, they kind of got thrown together because they had to because they had to take on the, the roles of the leads after both Michonne and Rick left mm -hmm. the show. Hey, well, I'm really starting to hate her. <laughs> I thought her redemption <laughs> would come in a certain doom by having her die, but they messed that up and missed an opportunity. And not that I wouldn't miss Melissa McBride, but I miss Andrea from the comics. And sometimes, you know, that mm -hmm. shit happens and it sucks. Honestly, she is Walking Dead's greatest villain. And I'm not even kidding. When you think about all the terrible <laughs> things she's done, not the things she's done to the bad guys, but to her friends and family, I think my argument is solid. She was teaching the kids of the prison how to kill behind their parents' backs. Obviously, she knew it was wrong. She's not a child. Um, why not plead her case to the parents that it's important for the kids to learn how to protect themselves and let them decide? And if they don't want their child doing that, just like in the non-ZA world, if I found out that somebody was teaching my kids like how to how to shoot without my permission, I I'd go ballistic on them. No pun intended. Mm. Um, she killed Karen and David, which I don't have a huge problem with because of their sickness. They were definitely going to die because that was at the at the start of when they were finding the sickness. Nobody had even gone to look for meds or anything yet. Um, but the way that she did it yeah. was, was cruel. And it also made no sense. Yeah. Did she really think that someone was going to find their charred bodies? <laughs> even if it wasn't Tyree. <laughs> they, they were also already quarantined. Yeah. She had to go into yes. quarantine yeah, in order so to kill kind them. Of ridiculous. And since she did that, she could have said, oh, I found them dead. I stabbed them in the head before they could turn, you know, and that's what she could have told everyone and then suggested that they burn them instead of burying them. And, you know, my heart just broke for Tyrese finding, finding Karen like that. And she didn't even just kind of drag them out. <laughs> she just kind of dragged them outside and half-ass set them on fire. They weren't even burned all the way. Yeah. That, that was that was just like I said, ridiculous and cruel, and yeah. <laughs> it just struck me that you know, is naming her the villain, just like similarly I have with Strand on Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah. Well, you're giving me a whole new way to view Carol. Well, I mean, th thank you for opening my eyes and that insight. I never really yeah. thought of it that way. Um, but it does show what a, not just a flawed character, but if you want to say a, a flawed human that Carol is, that she does more harm to the people she's trying yeah, to protect. The people, well, the people that she professes to love and, you know, constantly yeah. hurting them in some way. And I would say intentionally, there's no, there's no way that she could have possibly thought anyone would be happy to see Karen and David's charred body. 
oh, and, and <laughs> what did she think? Tyrese was going to show up and say, oh, well, they were really sick. I guess they spontaneously combusted. Oh, well. Well, even the fact that, you know, there's Rick trying to figure it out and, you know, going through this, I don't know, this fake detective work. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It was, I mean, there weren't a lot of clues to go on. I still don't know how he figured out she did it. Um, and then he just casually asks her, did you kill them? And she's like, yeah. I don't think that she thought that would be his reaction. And, you know, and afterwards, she didn't really show any remorse either because she's kind of like, well, that had to be yes. done. But if she really, really thought that, she's on the council. They discussed how to handle everything when they decided to put yep. everyone in quarantine. <laughs> and she could have said then, mm -hmm. you know what, as soon as they as soon as they die, not let's stab everyone in the head <laughs> and I'll throw them in a fire pit. Yeah. But she just could have simply said when they die, we need to, you know, make sure they didn't reanimate <laughs> so they're not you know, yes. eating the other infected people it, and then it, burn their bodies. It gets me that she had to go into quarantine in order to do it. If she was so worried about the fact that they were sick, why go into the same room exactly. with them? And they were interact prison, with the bodies, kill them. Huge. They were far enough away from everybody yep. that it wouldn't have spread. And they cleared out the cell block where yep. everybody was to contain it. So that, uh, yep. yeah, that was just, that was just ridiculous. And they. Yeah. But that entire season was really where the character of Carol really started going wrong. You know, and they had um, the, uh, the doctor there, plus Herschel, who thought of the, um, Mm -hmm. elderberry tea and yeah she could even went to them and said hey this is what i'm thinking and i have no medical experience so <laughs> and i don't know how all this is working but i'm thinking you know stab everybody in the head and kill them and set them on fire and i feel like that i feel strongly the herschel would have said maybe let's not do that <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and talked it, but she just took it upon herself. So, and yeah. also the whole Betty Crocker act is silly. Why not just act like a normal person <laughs> and get to know people yeah. without having them think that you're some kind of that? Didn't those people in Alexandria really didn't care, you know? And and yeah. about her telling Rick she could be invisible, she could have been anyway. She didn't have to go in there like. Rambo, but she didn't have to go in there like little Betty Crocker either. There's an, an in-between where you're just a, a normal person. And the way that she mentors mm -hmm. you, Sam, was unforgivable. And leaving Ricky at his grave yeah. really didn't make up for killing him, which essentially that was that was her fault. Yeah. That he died because she got yeah. in his head with the walkers. And that's all he could think of. That's all he could see. And it was just terrible. Yeah. And now she's getting everybody trapped mm -hmm. in that cage because she's so selfish. And if that wasn't bad enough, she let Negan out and promised he could be part of the group. <laughs> Never mind that he killed Glenn and Abe because Carol wanted Alpha dead. Her pain is more important than Maggie's. 
Rosita's in Eugene's villain. She's a villain. She's a villain. Just like yeah. similarly to to Strand. She's only thinking about herself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, no it's a great way to look at her. I, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, she's, she's very is. selfish. Very and selfish. And consumed. conversely, I, I don't think yeah, Daryl is. Of, you, know, you had had said how she is consumed and how those fitting her. It, she's also consumed with herself. And, you know, just... Mm-hmm has blinders on and that's all she sees and I think that she forgets about everybody else when it's something that she thinks is best no matter what anybody else thinks because she doesn't even bother to ask them you know (laughs) also have to mention what was even the purple the purpose of her going with Daryl to say Beth she got hit by a car (laughs) it was pointless (laughs) They, they did have some good moments between them and consumed with Daryl taking that book about mm-hmm. childhood abuse um, and her seeing mm-hmm. it, which he didn't like after they had that heavy conversation. And even that conversation they had because yes. he was talking about that piece of art that looked like a dog wiped its ass on it <laughs> and she was kind of a favorite yep. and you know, blah, blah, blah. But then after that, boom, hit by a car. <laughs> they, already, they already found Noah. <laughs> they did not, that did not need to happen for them to get to Beth. Uh, Carol being there, Carol being yep. hit by the car did not need to happen for them to get to Beth because Noah knew who she was and they already had that conversation. And I was thinking, oh, great, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, Carol's going to, her and Beth are going to team up <laughs> and she's going to help, you know, Beth yep. escape and this is going to be great. And it, which would have been awesome in comparison to, and Ben, our fan Ben, hi, Ben. Oh, <laughs> We had talked about this earlier today, how one of the stupidest things was for Beth thinking, putting those little scissors <laughs> up in her calf, like, what, what was her plan to cut Dawn's nails and give her a bad manicure? Those were the, the tiniest <laughs> little scissors. No one's going to do damage with them. And, you know, Ben and I agreed if she had, you know, gotten her jugular vein or something. But she's she's Beth. She sings. She doesn't know where a jugular vein is. <laughs> that's not that's not a thing that's gonna gonna happen. It was so stupid. And that's a hospital full of like uh, bone saws, scalpels. It, you know, they had a little kitchen where surely there had to be like a butcher knife mm-hmm. or something like that, or a chef knife. She could put anything up. That Heck, you could take a steak knife and it would yeah, do. Yeah, that was her plan arm. to put that in there to kill Dawn. That was the worst possible weapon choice. She might as well have poked her in the eye. <laughs> would have been just as effective. At least, <laughs> I don't know, maybe she would have held back and she could have stomped on her a little bit. But yeah, that was ridiculous. And mm-hmm. Carol getting hit by a car and ending up there served absolutely no purpose. No purpose at all. Well, it, I think it was part of the, you know, like I said earlier, part of the tease where the writers will have the characters go their separate ways and then bring them together for a scene or two just to kind of remind everyone, see, there's a connection there. You know, maybe get the people going who want them shipped and then separate them again. And that's exactly what happened in that season. You know, that episode consumed was, you know, their their time together. And then yeah, they went their like, separate ways again. It's, it's like um, in real life when you're doing your own thing, and then you run into somebody you haven't seen in a while and 
it's just like mm-hmm. no time has passed because that's the kind of friendship that you have i have yeah. friends friends like that i have a um this boss that i used to have we, we've been friends for 20 years now sometimes we'll go two mm-hmm. years without talking and then i'll call him out of the blue or he'll call mm-hmm. me and we'll talk for three or four hours just and it's like no time has passed and that's kind of like yeah them because they're no no doubt their friendship is strong but as for a romance they've had a lot of time yes. where they've been alone actually on a bed when they went out looking and they just kind of mm-hmm. happened and other times they've been alone and it's been years 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 personally instead of two yep. flirty comments over the course of a couple of years i would have been shagging daryl every chance i got i would <laughs> I would I would have worn him down every day, flash him a boob if I had to. You know, it's the zombie apocalypse, and there he is, Daryl, and he's a handsome man. Instead, she's with Tobin. Then that was kind of out of the blue. All she did was like insult him a little and take his cigarettes and make him eat a beet cookie. Yep. If someone made me eat a beet cookie, I would not sleep with him. So and then after and then yeah. she just left him and then she married Ezekiel. She she obviously obviously yep. to me has no interest in Daryl in a romantic way or she could have made it happen. I mean whatever transpired between her and Tobin seemed to be mutual, but she seemed like she was the dominant partner there. And same with Ezekiel. Yeah. And I'm going to get more in a yes. relationship as it was is and could be when we talk about find me in the sm- in the spoiler portion of our discussion because I can't say this is what I want to say without spoilers but but it's coming <laughs> yep yeah um, no, I, I, I agree with everything there it just seemed like she had no romantic interest in Daryl she was always yeah. looking elsewhere she was always and hooking up with people helped. elsewhere that he had a romantic interest in her again that was kind of just cruel um sleeping with tobin and ezekiel now so haha i mean (laughs) she must not have been picking up on anything romantic from him either or or she would have acted on it or she's just an asshole (laughs) somebody if i felt like somebody was crushing on me I wouldn't be messing around with other guys like right in front of their face, especially in a zombie apocalypse when there's so few men. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's, <laughs> she seems to find the men though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Her and Rosita don't have, see, see what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you, when you can connect a character with Rosita, yeah. you know, there's a, a problem. When, <laughs> There's so few people you you can you can hit it with anybody you want to. Should not be that hard. Yeah. 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 Um. No. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. And then, uh, so, season seven, when Daryl gets kidnapped and tortured in the cell, right? What does Carol do? She heads on over to the kingdom. She hides out. Ends up becoming the queen. And then once she reunites with Daryl, what ends up happening? Guy's been tortured. 
had to eat dog food. I mean, he... they finally meet up. There's a nice to little hug fair, there. She wasn't privy to all of that yet because Morgan hadn't told her, and Daryl lied to her and told her that everything was fine. She didn't even know Glenn and Abe were dead at that time, so Morgan popped in and told her. But she wasn't with Ezekiel yet, which is an important distinction. And he went over to her house, little, mm-hmm. little fire in the fireplace. She cooked him that gruel or whatever it was. And, you know, they did have a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. If there was some romance yeah. between the two of them, some romantic feeling, that would have been the time. They were all alone. They were that, that's my point. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, yeah. He was, he was, you know, he's looking for comfort. Some sort of comfort. There for each other, but it never amounts to sexual chemistry. If I got tortured and had to eat dog food, yes. when I got out, I would be looking for some comfort. Um, C-O-M-F-O-R-T-S-E-X. <laughs> Everyone, I mean, Alexander and Hotopper <laughs> both would be hearing someone scream my name. Instead, she left him without a word, came back after learning everything, went to shit, and then um, married somebody else. We saw her have comfort sex with yeah. Ezekiel after they broke up and he exposed his goiter. I'm still getting with goiter. <laughs> so we know she can do it. So she could, after all that Daryl went through, no comfort sex for him. And all Ezekiel has to do is like have a goiter and is like all over him before she runs <laughs> off to endanger her friends. Yeah. Well, speaking of marrying someone else, <laughs> I actually liked her as the queen. I thought she had good chemistry with the king. But why the hell give her another child to raise? Enough with the recycling old plot points. By season eight, it's incredibly clear, A, she should not be anywhere near children. And B, Daryl and Carol are in the friend zone. They have little meaningful interaction in season eight and nine um, until they're forced together as the series leads. But by then, Carol went completely off the rails and as we've discussed in past episodes. So, I mean, season 10 and now extended season 10 are going to show us, I think, that they're friends. And when you give us the spoilers to find me, I, I think it's pretty clear that although, you know, given the fact they have a series coming up in two years and, you know, who knows what gimbal will pull, I personally don't see sexual chemistry there. They seem, you know, very close friends, almost brother and sisterly, but they're constantly moving in different directions. You know, they, they wrecked her character. I want prison Carol, the wise woman back. <laughs> she was the one who showed people how to survive. Not this cray-cray cat Carol who can't decide if she's Rambo or a hermit. And Daryl seems like a steadier character to me. He's grown without losing that edge that makes him Daryl. He's a reluctant leader. He's got a soft spot in his heart. Well, Carol is just tough for the sake of being tough. It's almost like the writers said, let's make her tough. Oh, wait a minute. Now we have to pull her back a little. 
Carol is a butthole. I didn't have a problem with her. <laughs> she is. I didn't have a problem with her being the queen, but I never really cared for the way that she treated Ezekiel. And I often wondered why he would or could even fall in love with her. Hmm. When he tried to make his prepared proposal, she shut it down. She accepted by asking if he still had that old ring. He was romantic and she was completely unreceptive of it. I never really bought them as a couple, say, for parenting Henry. Anyway, I don't know how that turned out. How it all <laughs> turned out with Carol and kids. I feel like that was another missed opportunity. That should have softened her and made her and Ezekiel closer instead of tearing them apart. Instead, she lost her shit and put a bunch of people in peril. And Mika was right to punch her. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't understand. Ezekiel seems like a he's a showman. Yeah. And you know that's kind of his thing was to be flowery with her. And that's that's not her. That's not so I, I I think that might have been part of the attraction is that she was the one person who wasn't swooning over his flowery lines yeah but you know that it, that goes beyond just not swooning I, I thought that she was mean to him well she yeah well she yeah she was mean yeah. <laughs> and she was also mean to Tobin and you know to kind of see I can understand how she's that, mean to Daryl too yeah she mean to everybody she's mean <laughs> I can I can see how that victims of abuse can be guarded mm -hmm. to an extent especially with someone new in a romantic way in their life mm -hmm. but she wasn't just guarded <laughs> she seemed she I wouldn't go as far to say as she was becoming the abuser because it's not like that she mm -hmm. you know was was harming them in any way even even psychologically or anything like that mm -hmm. uh, but she was pretty cold I feel like yeah no I, I I agree yeah which is interesting because what made her fall apart again was the loss of a child and that would indicate there's some tenderness there you know yeah and I mean and we have Melissa Melissa McBride is um is cute and she's got a cute smile and on in some light moments when you can see that mm -hmm. I would just like there to be more of those moments where she just doesn't have to be just have that seems like that I don't know holding on it, to it's okay to soften her up yeah. Even, she can still soften up, and I'm going to go back to prison, Carol. Yeah. It, she can still soften up like she was and with still Axel. be a badass. Like she was with Axel. Yes. Yes. Yeah, let's go back to prison, Carol. That's yeah. what we want. She we want very, prison Carol back. very receptive of his friendship, um, you know, laughing with him and, you know, teaching him and things like that. I, mm -hmm. I really like that Carol. And... Yeah. I felt like she was more loving to Axel 
<laughs> in that brief 10 minutes that she knew him <laughs> got shot in the head then then we really saw her be with Ezekiel except through Henry when Henry was saying about her growing her hair out because she mm. overheard he overheard her telling Ezekiel about Ed mm-hmm. I would have liked to have seen that that scene of yeah. her having her guard down and sharing that with Ezekiel because we I never really saw any tenderness with him even when his goiter was exposed and they had sex (laughs) it really wasn't you just want to say that word (laughs) yeah i'm going goiter so we'll see (laughs) but even that i just and that was that was probably the most loving that i had seen them being like in the in the afterglow of the sex when they were talking about you know what was going on with him and what was going on with the world but Mm-hmm. yeah I just I would like to see her her soften a little yeah I mean the yeah. way she was with Axel that's just she she's just she's cold and villainous <laughs> yeah <laughs> she is, is. alright so now we can get to the spoiler and prediction yeah because this is going to go right into it yeah. so okay so for those of you who don't like spoilers you might as well just shut it off now. Go away. Go away. Because we're, we're doing yeah, it. We're, we'll, talk, we'll talk next time. We're spoiling, <laughs> we're spoiling everything. So yeah. we'll start with Home Sweet Home since it's episode 17. Um, mm-hmm. Just seems like a lot of talking. <laughs> but we get, see, <laughs> we get to see baby Herschel. Um, Yay! That, that's a plus. Yeah, Maggie and Kelly talk. Daryl and Kelly talk, Maggie and Daryl talk, Maggie and Baby Herschel talk, blah, 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 all the talking. <laughs> and yeah. it's seemingly that Kelly and Maggie are talking about their sisters, Connie and Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, Daryl and... Oh, Beth is mentioned. Yeah, that they're, <laughs> you know, yeah, speaking about their sisters and all. And mm-hmm. Daryl and Kelly seem to be talking also about Connie. And of mm-hmm. course, Maggie and Daryl are talking about what that she has told baby Herschel about the bad man that killed his father. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, Negan has to walk past and face the little boy whose father he killed. And that, that's, that's the gist that's of what that I got going on in this episode. Lots of talking and some awkwardness with, with Negan's mm-hmm. walk of shame. <laughs> Not the kind of walk of shame that you know you have fun before, but Mm-hmm. walk of shame past baby Herschel yep so so it doesn't seem like there's a heck of a lot of action going on there yeah I mean I think that there's a lot of you know some walker killing and things of that nature but um all I've heard about really is the talking <laughs> so mm-hmm. oh and I just want to say this that I I don't know how people get so much out of these trailers and yet so little because a lot of the rumor as soon as people heard Maggie say to baby Herschel or you know tell Daryl that she had told baby Herschel that a bad man killed his father and that um baby Herschel said that he hoped he got what he deserved or did he get what he deserved or whatever um people hopped right on that oh baby Herschel's gonna kill Negan (laughs) I, I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> that would be I, we can't rule anything out because of Gimple, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I I don't see that happening at mm-hmm. all. But people want to hop on one little thing and say, oh, that must mean that David Herschel gives him what he deserves. I, I don't think so. To my understanding, yeah. Jeffrey D. Morgan is still going to be in season 11. Um, mm-hmm. It's possible he does get exiled in season 11 and leave. He is going to be in the next season of The Boys with Jensen Ackles because yep. he's excited about them reuniting you know, if they were in mm-hmm. Supernatural together um, and I know he's got at least one other series that he's supposed to do so it, it's likely to me that he's going to be exiled at some point like in the comic and it also seems likely to me and this is probably because I just want to get my hopes up that one one story in the anthology series will be Negan lives. Mm, Not, nice. I'm hoping that he will he will come back and do that. Um, I haven't yeah. heard too much about the anthology series. Um, just little bits and pieces of what it could be with you know showing characters before that they met up with a group or when they were missing from the group for a while, you know, blah 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 like that. I sure would like to see those governor novels, but you know, I'm kind of losing hope, but I, <laughs> I do know that David Morrissey would be up for it. Mm-hmm. So that that would be really great to see that. I would also like to see who in the hell picked up that red-handled machete at the end oh. of the re- Are we ever going to find out? That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we waited all this time. People are like, you know, they had some good guesses. Like it was Alpha because, mm-hmm. you know, actually in the comics, that's what she used the machete to chop off everybody's heads. Yeah, you know that would have been great. Um, some people had thought it was Madison from yeah. Fear, yeah. and that which kind of didn't make sense because it was in Georgia, I think, where it finally ended up. Um, but you know, people had some good ideas, and. We still don't know. Why did they show that? <laughs> Why? Yeah, I was, I was invested in that red handle machete. <laughs> but all right, so we got to get to find me. Oh uh, yeah, because this okay. is going to be awesome. So we need we need to say this line together. Oh, I was going to wait until we won't wait till the end. A little okay, farther we'll down where it actually happened. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, I'm willing to wait. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> this episode covers what Daryl was up to during the years he was mostly away from the group looking for Rick. It flashes between then and the present where he's out with Carol. And I really don't know, know the purpose there, what they're doing or what they're out or whatever. But anyway, Dog leads them to a cabin that's familiar. It's not only familiar to, uh, to Daryl, it's familiar to Dog like he goes to it um so we're seeing flashbacks and we even get to see dog as puppy oh i wonder if he called him puppy at the time and then changed his name to dog. <laughs> <laughs> he reveals to carol after that you know they're in this cabin he reveals to carol that he met a woman named lee at this cabin and through the flashbacks we see lee initially does not trust him and has him at gunpoint but then like everyone else she sees he's a good guy and Mm -hmm. although we don't specifically see it it is inferred that finally one two three 
Daryl Daryl gets laid. <laughs> no more blue balls. <laughs> it's heavily implied that they have a very serious relationship and they're likely in love. Daryl's got a girlfriend. Yay! <laughs> we do see we don't see the sex, but we do see them sharing and cuddling under a blanket. And then the shit hits the fan. She basically tells him to choose between Rick and her. Because he's out looking for Rick all the time. He's obsessed. So, of course, Daryl yeah. goes and looks for Rick. <laughs> I mean, that's his brother. Then he yeah. has a change of heart. He is back to the cabin, but it's too late. She's gone. Which, you know, he's obviously brokenhearted. Um, he leaves her a note that reads something like, I want a life with you, find me. So she is, she is out there somewhere. Um, at the mm -hmm. end of the episode, Carol and Daryl have a huge fight about what a selfish asshole she is. Oh, good. I'm glad he calls her out. And <laughs> he said, we, we just spent a whole podcast <laughs> yeah, talking about it. Daryl's on, on the same page as us. Um, yeah. <laughs> she said she should have gotten back on the boat and he agrees and tells her if she leaves again, he's not stopping her. So, you know, that we know they're going to make up or whatever, but it, it's supposedly a very huge, huge blow up, and he's very angry at her. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure everything that has to do with, but I think based on like his, in the, episode 17 his conversation with kelly i think it does have something to do with connie because they're still looking for her yeah i still want to know how she ended up at oceanside from where they were that does uh, uh, just <laughs> makes me crazy sometimes how i don't think anyone that writes for the show has a map of like the location. Yeah. <laughs> i am, am certain that the fans know where these places are better than the writers but anyway, the inference is that Lee is still out there and Daryl still wants to be with her. So sorry, sorry carolers and doniers. That's the way it is. So here's what I think. You, you, you don't think maybe this is going to build up to kind of a love triangle, maybe? I don't see that happening. Do you, Carol doesn't seem like she gives a enough of a shit at anybody. No, I don't mean from Carol. I mean from uh, Connie. Um, no, if Connie comes, well, I mean Connie yeah, will come I don't, back. Well, she's but... she's back with um. Yeah, she's she's back with uh, uh Virgil. Yeah, right? I was gonna call him uh Bilbo. With <laughs> 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 his little pack, and that's what that's what it makes me think of. But yeah, so. But she's doing that. Um, is it Marvel Universe movie? I think mm -hmm. it's Marvel. She's doing that movie, so I don't know what her commitment is with the remainder of The Walking Dead, so I can't say for sure. But yeah, I guess that could be, he does, he obviously does care for, for Connie a lot. But yeah. now we know he has Lee, and that he loves her. So here's what I see as far as their relationship, their family. And not in the way that Jamie and Cersei Lannister are family. So we're talking, okay, when you say their relationship, yeah. we're, talking, Darryl, we're going yeah. back to Carol now. They had okay. two one-sided Carol side flirty exchanges like eight years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go yeah. on a limb and say maybe if there's not many men left in the world <laughs> I mentioned before and you're <laughs> side by side with one of the few 
day in and day out. But then you have a romantic relationship with two other guys, including a marriage one. That's a tell. <laughs> Similarly, Daryl has not had a relationship with anyone. And no, he was not in love with Beth to spare me. No one say that. No, 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 no. That was definitely a brother sisterly yeah. type of thing. Definitely. Okay. And not he, he's not had a relationship with anyone, not because he was pining for Carol, but because he hadn't met the one yet obviously and mm -hmm. and lee was i guess the one norman mentioned in an interview because he's all that's always brought up about is norman gonna have is daryl gonna have a lot of interest blah 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 um and right. he mentioned in an interview that daryl is the kind of person who would fall in love and love that person forever if he loved mm -hmm. carol he would never have been with lee so sorry troopers he just yep. would have kept to himself and you know, not developed any feelings or relationship with Lee. After all these years, that ship has sailed. I know a lot of fans say that because they both have abuse in their past, that bonds them, which may be true. But in real life, being with someone who's been abused, if you have been abused, doesn't necessarily mean a successful relationship. And it is probably hmm. why their bond is one of friendship and family instead of romantic love. Honestly, I'm not yeah. understanding why the fans can't just be happy that they each found love in the ZA, even if it's not with each other. Well, personally, I am yeah, happy. I'm happy. Because I never, I never really bought into the Carol-Daryl love connection. I was never a shipper. I never wanted them together in that way. I felt they were, you know, really close friends. But I never got the sense that there were romantic feelings there. And, you know, like you said, you had, you know, two flirtations over the course of 10 years. That does not, you know, speak of romantic you know, intentions. I, and that's, this is not even something that I would have ever given any sort of thought to if not for Twitter, because yeah. no, I, I'm serious, yeah, stay with me here, because as you know, yeah. I have my own fan page for Walking Dead, mm -hmm. and we have an amazing group. They don't bash the characters, they don't bash the actors, do a little, you know, understandable gimple bashing, of course, but, mm -hmm. and there's no, like, fighting with each other, we contain the spoilers for the people that like them and protect the people who don't. It's a great, great, great page. And it leads me yep. to stay away from the other pages because before we had our page um, several years ago, um, I did belong to a couple other pages and there was always, me too. you yep. know, assholes there fighting over, you know, stupid things or people just wanting Daryl to die for no reason. Because, honestly, mm -hmm. because I think that some men are jealous of Norman Reedus because, you know, we love him. <laughs> we love him. There's no, yep. there's no rational reason not to like Daryl. He's not, like, yes. kicking dogs and <laughs> shooting people in the face for no reason or something. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a stand-up <laughs> guy. He's loyal. He's your friend. He'll do anything for anybody. Mm -hmm. Just like, you know, he showed... Michonne picking up that um, grave marker for that woman's husband back at the prison. 
You know, you wouldn't yeah. think it, but he's re he really, really is a people person who cares. There's no reason not to like yeah. Daryl. People, and I'll, I'll always say this, anyone who wishes him death or hates him or whatever, they're just jealous and they can't get women. <laughs> yeah. That's the facts and that's what it is. But we know yeah. now that Daryl can. So, um, you know, with my page, like I said, I stay off other, you know, forums, other facebook pages just because of of the hate that you know yeah. fans give to each other and but never even you know on those pages when i dabbled did i see like the whole shipping thing until twitter <laughs> i started being on twitter more yeah. and the carol fans are so into it and so die hard they're like oh carol and daryl are in game and this has got to happen. It has to happen. They're they're in love. Can't you see it? And I'm, you know, even yeah. now that it's brought to my yeah. attention that people think that. No, I don't see it. I I still no. do yeah. not see it. And yes, they've had it, when <laughs> when Carol set those people on fire with Maggie on the kill floor when they went to the outpost with the you know yeah. Alicia Witt episode. See, more, yeah, more fire for Carol. Setting people on fire. Oh, gosh. And that has to be such yeah. a terrible, terrible, painful way to die. And she loves to set people on fire. I've never, <laughs> never seen anything like it. That's like her thing. Like, Daryl has a crossbow. Uh, Carol has her gas can. But, you know, <laughs> that's very much her thing. But, but, you know, she was hurting having done that. But she had to do it because, she you know, they needed to get out of there. And when Carol and Daryl happened mm -hmm. upon each other, and he's like, "Are you okay?" and she's like, "No," and they were hugging. That that was mm -hmm. like family. Like if you know, yeah. if something terrible happens in your life, if you you know don't have have a spouse, you you know turn to family or, or a close friend or something. And that's that's what I saw there. I didn't see, you know, like I said, where's that comfort sex? If <laughs> if <laughs> there was anything between them, though, those are the times that you like turn to somebody that you would shag for comfort, and <laughs> it hasn't happened in all this time. And look how much tragedy they've been through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, you you're talking over a decade they've known each other. You know, yeah. you think I something mean, would happen. Out even an accidental Daryl's kiss out in the woods or even like a kiss that oh we kissed we shouldn't have done that because you know we're gonna ruin our friendship yes and nothing yeah. like that and here daryl's out in the woods no grieving because he could not save um beth for maggie at, right on the heels of herschel dying because that was within a couple of weeks of each other and he's burning himself with a cigarette yeah because of the, the pain that he's in mm -hmm. which was a comfort to him and you know and even though yep. carol happened upon him in the woods and kissed him on the head i mean that's 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 what you do to your you know your child or something yeah and yeah you know they were in the woods everybody was walking they could have done something real quick and you know caught up they yeah. kind of had a quickie no, and, no. <laughs> if, if, believe me, the directors would have yeah, shown. I mean, they don't even like, 
if the two of them got together yeah, romantically. Yeah, they don't even, like, cuddle together at times that they spent the night, like, in the same place. That just, it doesn't happen. So I don't, I don't understand what these shippers are seeing. You know, absolutely they have affection yeah. for each other. Absolutely they have love for each other. But that doesn't mm -hmm. always have to be that doesn't translate yeah. to romance. You know I think that's a good thing. You know, especially for them mm -hmm. because okay, she loved Ezekiel enough to marry him. Look what happened with them. They suffered mm -hmm. they suffered that loss yeah. of Henry and it split them up. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't even get a sense like sometimes when you're watching a TV series, there are two characters, there's sexual tension. They want to get together, but they don't because they know it'll ruin their friendship. I don't even get that sense. I don't get the sense that it's ever even crossed their minds to take it to the next step. Outside of Carol's comment at the prison mm -hmm. and the other one where she called him uh, Pookie and don't forget I liked you first or something like that. And yeah. what was his what was his response both times? Stop. That's what yeah. Stop. So that to me, if she and you know she probably hadn't had sex in a really long time, she probably would have had sex with him. But I, I think she was just being playful, like you are with a puppy. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think she would have I, turned I, it down if he would have not said stop. If he would be like, hey, let's go, you know. She hadn't had sex in a long time. That that would be natural. I would have done it. I mean, <laughs> I would have been. Well, I, I would have done it long before her. Especially coming off the relationship that she did, losing her daughter and everything like that. Again, even if it was just for comfort, something to do. Like Rosita, she was messing mm -hmm. around with um with Sadiq and got yeah. pregnant <laughs> before mm -hmm. that she was. Seeing Gabriel because she said to him, I remember when we were having a good time, you know, having fun or whatever. I mean, yeah. that's, that's normal. Mm -hmm. That's normal what people sometimes people do now, like between relationships. It would certainly be more normal during the ZA. Rosita had the right idea because, <laughs> you know, Abraham, what is that saying? Um, what's the quickest way to get over somebody is to get under somebody? Yeah, and after her and Abraham broke up, then she was with Spencer, mm -hmm. and we know that then she was with Sadiq, and now she's with Gabriel. I think yeah. her and Gabriel are having sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that would be normal if there's some sort of attraction. Yeah, and another good example is it of the one-sided thing which I don't even think that's what this was, you know, like, just like I said, her flirting and maybe seeing if anything happened, but no big, it wasn't a big deal to her. You didn't see her crying because she was rejected by him or something like that. Yeah. And we know that Eugene has had feelings for Rosita and told her, but she shut it down because, yeah. and that, you know, that's, that's what people do. So it's yeah. obvious to me, there's nothing there. Yeah. No, agreed. Yeah. But that being said, we have no idea what the spinoff has in store for them. Will they all find Lee and will she be in the spinoff? No idea. 
Yeah. <laughs> Will he realize Lee is never coming back? Him and find happiness with Connie? Again, no idea. <laughs> Will Carol and Daryl finally realize they belong together? Lousy. I hope not. I I don't think so. <laughs> I, I hope not because I I feel like that that ship <laughs> that shipping yep. has sailed. Yep. And it's not necessary. I mean. Mm-hmm. I feel like that all the shippers really, really got their hopes up when they heard about the spinoff. Yeah. And now that the spoilers for Finemere out, they are pissed off. Yes. Like I said, again with the Twitter, it's on fire. You know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> some of the tweets. I'm never watching this show again. They're already throwing hate at Lee, which is completely unfair. Uh. Yeah, and like I said, man, just be happy for Daryl, and I'm sure that Carol will find someone else. Mm-hmm. And it's just she, she's, and you know what? I actually did see somebody say a couple of days ago that they have turned Carol into a villain. But what they, don't, oh. but what they don't know is what I know that she's been a villain. <laughs> she's From been the a villain yeah. since the second half of the. As soon as she lit that match. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Karen and David on fire. Mm-hmm. She she's the strand of <laughs> the Walking Dead. <laughs> I'm telling you. So let's so let's summarize what you were just saying. So everyone out there, be happy that Daryl has found love. Mm-hmm. Be happy that Carol and Daryl are friends, and remember. It's a TV show. <laughs> yeah. That's this probably life, the best. This is advice. not life or death. No, no. It's a TV show. <laughs> it'll it'll be okay. Yes. It, it'll it'll all turn out. All will be well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think it's cute. Because I said for a long time that it's so weird that Daryl hasn't just been with with someone but like as Norman said you know Mm -hmm. even though he is not mushy and flowery about it he's um got a big heart and he and I could completely see him giving somebody his whole heart yeah definitely and that's why ultimately that he decides to stop looking for Rick for Lee yeah, and you know how hard that decision had to be for him, right? You know? Yeah. Nope. That's all I got. Well, she's twirling her that, little, That's a lot. Twirling her little villainous mustache, thinking about who she's going to endanger next. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I do. I do. It's uh, awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff all around. Yeah, so hopefully, well, February 28th is when the bonus six kick yep. off. So yep. we'll be going weekly. Yeah, so we'll be back after yeah. that and going weekly. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Bye, Ben. Bye, Ben. Bye, everybody. And remember, it'll be okay. Yes. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye. <laughs>